0: Welcome to Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast. I'm your host, Luke Darnell. This week's guest really needs no introduction. He's won KCBS Team of the Year, the American Royal, the King of the Smoker, and just about everything else. In 2019, he opened Porky Butts Barbecue in Omaha. Mr. Porky Butts himself, Blaine Hunter. This is pure fun from end to end, so please join me in welcoming Blaine. So we're here with the King of Nebraska (laughs) Barbecue. What's the up, king. What's...
1: the king of Nebraska barbecue?
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: There's only like six of us, so <laughs> that's a great title.
0: Somebody's got to be at the top, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> so we're here with Blaine Hunter back in the competition mix. If you didn't yeah. see, see this weekend, you could have seen all of Blaine Hunter on the National Barbecue League video. Good time,
1: that was a fun time rolling out shirtless in a. Live on National Barbecue League.
0: (laughs) That's how they keep their members. You got to keep them happy.
1: I know. (laughs) Big sexy.
0: (laughs) First question I want to ask you is because you have such a really diverse past and you know that you're a trained chef and you've done a lot in the food world prior to being a pit master. What can you take away from your chef training that's really helped you with with uh, competition barbecue.
1: I think the, the biggest thing in competition barbecue that I took from the culinary side is the attention to detail. I mean, in, you know, in culinary, you, you want to basically get set up and you get your mise en place and then just attention to detail, how you finish everything, you know, how you're, you're I mean, every little step from trimming to creating all your sauces and everything, but just paying attention to detail. I think that's the, the biggest thing I got from the culinary side.
0: Yeah. And that's really, that's really cool that you said that I've been doing this thing with high school kids every Wednesday and they come in. They are one of the things that I teach them like about how competition barbecue, what I've learned, how I apply it to different parts of my life. And uh, the mise en place is the thing that I like have all your shit right there. So you don't have to look for yeah. it and you're going to do a better job at whatever you're doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean because. You know, on a Saturday night in a restaurant, if you don't have your, your line set up and you're prepped and ready to go and, you know, everything worked out in your details on, you know, basically in competition barbecue, how you're going to cook it, how you're going to cut it, how you're going to get it in the box. If you don't have that all prepared and pre-planned, uh, you're going to you're going to fail just like you would on a Saturday night in a restaurant.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So do you remember the first time we met?
1: I don't know. That's I mean. All the times we've come together, they all blend together.
0: <laughs> we met in coming, Georgia during your team of the year run. In oh
1: yeah, I do remember that actually.
0: <laughs> you needed to finish I think you need to finish second in the ribs that day. Was it day two? I think you needed to finish second to win the rib jacket or something. Correct. And I ended up I won rib. We both won eighty, I think, but I ended up winning the coin toss.
1: You're supposed to say no big deal after that, by the way.
0: <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then you uh we went to the banquet when you got your uh, kcbs team of the year thing and uh that was the year kim and i i think came out rests rest is run dmc or something i don't know it was pretty fun yeah <laughs> yeah that was a fun that's
1: when we went did you go dancing with us afterwards at the
0: oh yeah the, that's do you remember that i do
1: I literally passed that turnoff this weekend going through Georgia and I was like the bar is right there. We should go and (laughs) get our dance on again.
0: That's right. We went to that bar in Atlanta and we made that band play all this shit and we danced. Yeah, that was Yeah, it was you and I and Timmy. (laughs) And uh, my friend Sean was there and I remember he pulled me outside and he's like, hey man, do you think we should be here? And I'm like, there's no other place we should be.
1: (laughs) We fit in so well. It was so much fun.
0: <laughs> That's right, and we had two guys that were rib kings wearing their rib king jackets. Off yeah. And in the, there's a picture face.
1: of me next to Tim. I have my porky butts hat on backwards. My rib team of the year, and I have my boots tucked into my or my pants tucked into my boots. <laughs> and I think I may have had too many libations.
0: I think we all did. That was a great night.
1: That was a fun. That was actually a fun banquet.
0: Yeah, that was. The good old days.
1: <laughs> yeah, when, when it went so serious. <laughs>
0: we like to talk about successes when in team of the year you've won the team of the year, you won the royal the king of the swimmer. But one of the things that I like to talk about are failures and things like oh, oh, something, oh. something's gone really wrong and you learned something from that experience. And do you have a favorite failure of yours during and
1: there's so so many I'd have to <laughs> i i'm the king of the 139 doll ribs oh that's right that that was like eight contests into after winning team of the year for ribs i was i went from number one to last place in a 25 team contest in the middle of oklahoma
0: (laughs) what did you take away from that
1: yeah don't turn in good ribs (laughs) (laughs) yeah it just humbles you a little bit man because i you know i I wanted to go, you know, I'm just steaming, want to go out at my boxes and and I'm just I, I, I'm just mad at the world, I want to blame everybody but myself. But I had my son with me and it was a weekend that, you know, it was one of the first weekends him and I got away. And I just looked back at him and and I, I was just mad. And he said, you know, did you have a good time? My son, this is my son saying this. He said, Did you have a good time? Mm-hmm. I said, Yeah, but and he said, That's all that matters. And at that point, I didn't give a shit. I just kept driving and never talked about it again. But yeah, no, I, I, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was definitely a humbling moment. It lets you know that you know, you might think you're the rib king, but you, you're just another team out there competing. And each week is a new game.
0: Yeah, but it, that's a, that's a good point that you make, though. But like you told me a story earlier today that I thought was interesting in terms of your ribs last weekend at uh, Sip and Swine. And this builds on something that Tim said in the last episode, you know, how he doesn't give up until the last second, you know, there's always things that you can do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You mind sharing that story? That was a good one. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. You know, we, we got the ribs off this weekend. They looked decent. I mean, they were a little, a little ugly on top. I, I, you know, they had good moisture, everything I thought was good. And then I bit into them and there was just an off taste. And, And I looked at the gentleman cooking with me and I said, do you taste that? And he immediately said, yes and we could not put our, get our heads around it so immediately I started like almost rinsing the ribs thinking it was something sitting on the surface which you know took about every every ounce of rub and bark I set up on this thing and I just got this pale homely looking ribs in there and then I re-seasoned them and then I put them in sauce and tried setting sauce again and it still was there so then I I dipped them in sauce again and I put a finishing dust on the top and bottom and then I finally at the end I couldn't get the the flavor off of them I I just literally took my chicken sauce which is a real thick sugary sauce and dipped them in that put finishing powder and we got 10th place in ribs. <laughs> so yeah, I mean absolutely just don't give up. I mean I've known people that have been into their brisket and panicked and said it has no flavor but there's always something you can do and you just got to keep pressing and try and figure it out and sometimes you know you know you can I mean I've had pork so overcooked that I put it in my cooler to let it cool down before i turned it in just because maybe it'd hold together because cold pork that's turned in is better than pork falling apart
0: yeah so. and i think that's an important lesson for people who are just starting out you know because they can you can get flustered and if you've not if you've not cooked a 180 contest then you might not know exactly what to do and a lot of that's just a repetition
1: <laughs> yeah it's just dealing with adversity because adversity is it's going to come up in barbecue it's going to come up in the restaurant it's going to come up in life and that's how you deal with it i mean you just got to fight through it and do the best you can and sometimes you get lucky and get 10th place ribs
0: <laughs> you have mentioned uh restaurants a couple of times and you started i want to say you opened in 2019 right yeah correct yeah august
1: of 2019
0: and you basically took that year off from competition to get ready to do the restaurant.
1: I did, yes. I, I competed one time in 2019. So took it off and uh, got the restaurant going. I even skipped the Royal in uh, 19, which was very painful. But uh, yeah, no, the restaurant's been fun. So, you know, there's a lot of challenges there. Every day is a different day, but I, I've, been, I've loved it, every minute of it.
0: That's right. You did miss that, Royal, because I took your portage on that you'd already. Picked. That is true. Yeah.
1: You <laughs> called me asking for portage john You called yeah. me asking for portage john and someone else called me asking if they parked there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I'm going to take this portage on. Is that all right? Yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> that was my thousand dollar portage on. <laughs> it was much done op- on that spot. It was much appreciated. I mean, I have a yeah. portage on protocol. Like, I get the fancy toilet paper. I put a little end table in there, light, and maybe a playboy. It's just fun. There, there you go. People go in there and they're like, what is this? I'm like, it's bathroom. It's supposed to be nice.
1: Yeah, I usually rip the door off, and that way everybody can experience what I experience.
0: <laughs> I think it's one of the more known things about you is that you're quite the exhibitionist yeah <laughs> if any anybody's ever cooked with me knows that i usually poop in
1: my trailer with the door open <laughs> ask karen murphy from dirt road barbecue <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> have you ever heard that story no i haven't so I, i'm cooking it's it's five o'clock in the morning early morning and i'm in there doing my business and i'm cooking alone so i'm um, i'm sitting there uh taking care of uh number two scrolling on my phone and I hear a knock on the back door and David had been coming or McAllister has been come over and talking to me. So I just assumed it was Sam and I said, come in. And the door opens up and I'm sitting there with no clothes on, on my toilet. And it, here comes uh Karen Murphy from Turt Road Barbecue. And all I heard her say is, oh my God. <laughs> and then she walks out and asks if she could borrow some sweet money. <laughs>
0: Gotta, gotta get what you need
1: <laughs> the best part about she went back to murphy she said i will never go in his trailer again <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god that's great i'm surprised i've never heard that one no
1: oh yeah i there ain't too many people that heard that one she was i don't think she shared it with too many people but every time i get a chance i share it <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm gonna have we're gonna have to have her on uh, kim's been interviewing teammates kim and leanne so we might yeah. have to put them on and I'll have to put that in the notes.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I'd like to see hear that response. <laughs> She's probably still seeing counseling.
0: <laughs> Chaney, Chaney, Kansas, it was. Cheney, Kansas. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to write that down right now. <laughs> What's the most surprising thing that's come out of competition barbecue for you?
1: You know getting into competition barbecue i knew it was going to be fun and we're gonna you know hang out with my friends but i didn't realize that i I'd, I'd run into and meet like a new family i mean the people i've met in competition barbecue have been just i mean yourself and you know darren and just I've met so many lifelong friends that i think they're you know never you know competition barbecue might go away but i don't think they'll ever go away and i think that was a surprising thing i knew i was going to go in with my friends that i you know i already knew but i didn't know i'd meet so many great new family members that i I love hanging out with, and that's probably half the addiction of going to competition barbecue is just going to see people.
0: I think it's, yeah, more and more, it becomes a hundred percent of the, the driving force. And I think, I think in 2019, the one contest you cooked was Valley, right? Correct. Yeah. And that was Kim and I were like, we need to go out there and cook that. And that was, you know, that was one of the better trips we've ever had was going out there and cooking that contest. And we really just went there because all of our friends were there. That was the reason we went, you know. It was a great time. And
1: and you realize Valley's an amazing time.
0: It really is a fantastic little place. It's a great contest. (laughs) I I look forward to it every year.
1: (laughs) This year it's Memorial Week and they changed it.
0: I know, I know. I saw that. We're trying to figure that out right now because we really want. I I just picked up a new enclosed
1: jambo. It's got your name written all over it. I'm just
0: waiting to buy it when it comes down in price. <laughs> yeah.
1: It, it it probably, after walking in and out of that enclosed trailer this week and 100 times, it might go, it might be on the market soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about uh, some investments and stuff because barbecue is not cheap. And, you know, we spend a lot of money on a di- lot of different things. What's one of the best or most worthwhile investments that you've ever made in competition barbecue?
1: The best, I mean, hands down, the Jambo. You know, I for years I I cooked on all kinds of different pits, and I didn't realize how easy it was until I got the Jambo. I mean, that pit is just—it's a smooth running, even cooking. I mean, I love it. I, it was the best investment I made
0: barbecue. Like you, I went through a bunch of different things, and I'll never cook on anything else. I don't think. It's
1: no, I mean, every, everyone says you know, there's all the knockoffs nowadays, and you know, of course, the drum guys, but I, I mean i just enjoy eating the food that comes off of jambo and it's just it's so much fun to operate and you actually get to build a fire and watch the flame burn and i love it
0: hey look at that i saw you back there (laughs) hi
1: she had her big concert tonight
0: yeah was it good
1: yeah she did a great job and you know of course they have the kids are up there in their mass so it was kind of hard to hear what they're what they're singing and they had us all spread out throughout the gym so (laughs) <laughs> but yeah it was just nice to see it was the first time the kids got together and performed anything for you know yeah in music or a theater in a year so it was nice to actually see them get to sing her school has been fortunate they haven't had a teacher or a student um k through 12 in the last month oh wow that was so so yeah they've That's great. they've done an excellent job
0: for those of you listening we're talking about blaine's daughter helena my dancing buddy it's
1: your dancing buddy
0: hello (laughs) one we could she came to a double once in chicago and i was so tired just from dancing
1: (laughs) (laughs) two knee surgeries later
0: right right. i learned how to floss yeah that's right i can still crack that out whenever it's necessary no big deal no no big deal at all so (laughs) jambos are expensive right do you have something that you paid for hundred dollars or less for that's really impacted your barbecue life
1: <laughs> you know what i mean this weekend i was packing to go to going to uh georgia and and eric's helping me get ready for it and there's a tool i take to every contest and i use in a lot of my boxing and when people see it they just absolutely laugh and it, it, it cost me two bucks it's a uh it's a it's a eight inch spackle knife like you spackle your wall with I always lift everything off the cutting board and I slide it off the knife and it's like a it's a spatula just fits right down in and I can just get stuff tight off the cutting board and I love it. I use it all the time for picking my brisket up. I use it for picking my money muscles up. I I can pick chicken up with it. I'm probably the only guy in barbecue that uses one but I love using it and I spent a solid two bucks on it and I got one in all my toolboxes for barbecue.
0: (laughs) Did it make it to Georgia? It did.
1: Well actually here, here funny thing is it It didn't make it to Georgia because it was in my trailer, and I forgot it. So we went to the first Walmart and I bought another one. and then I get to the contest and Murphy's scraping out the the jambo with it. I'm like, no, don't don't mess that thing up. that's my that's my tool. He was, I thought this was to clean the pit. I'm like, no, this is my this is my spatula. so i he had to go scrub it.
0: <laughs> so. There's a lot to unpack in that little story right there. So Ryan was yeah. there with you.
1: Oh yeah, Ryan Murphy was there with me cooking. He was my sidekick this weekend.
0: There's nobody better to have clean your pit probably.
1: Oh my God, he is so. He didn't even go to lunch with us on uh Friday. Yeah, because uh, I cleaned. It. We we kind of cleaned it. We you know we washed it out and scraped it, and then we lit a fire in it. And I said, you know, him and I, me and Brad and. We're going to launch and he's like i'm standing back i'm like keep working on the pit i come back and it's like almost stainless steel inside i mean it's it's so shiny i'm like that's not even steel anymore we got stainless steel now it's typical murphy
0: yeah it's insane you know i i've watched him do it and like he's come and looked in my pit and he's like whoa <laughs> i'm like what man i just cleaned it he goes that's not clean
1: yeah, and we had the whole thing clean. And the next thing you know, we're late. We're, you know, it got round bar grates there. And the next thing we're loading them up and taking them to the car wash. We he, he pressure washed all my grates off both sides, took it back, lit a fire in there. And the next thing you know, I'm in there with my brisket trimming fat, wiping it on the grates, wiping it on the inside of the pit, trying to get all shiny. And, and then by the time we start cooking, I'm like, Jesus, it's a brand new Jambo. And then he goes over, here's the best thing of the whole weekend. Brad pulls in his brand new trailer and he's unloading his drums. And you know how dirty his drums are. He asked he asked Brad for it. he goes, You have a a sponge and some detailer. And Brad goes, What is detailer? <laughs> Murphy wanted to detail the pit out.
0: There's no way that Brad has any of that.
1: No. There's no way Brad's ever cleaned anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, that trailer will never be the same.
1: No, that's why I said I wanted to walk in at first because of- it'll never be clean again
0: it's a beautiful trailer though it seemed pretty neat like i like the way i like how small it was yet it had all the conveniences that you needed
1: yeah it's a it is the perfect one-man trailer minus is a uh, i kept giving him crap about his uh
0: his 20-inch uh shell his
1: countertops only 20 inches yeah his cutting boards are hanging off like six inches
0: i saw that and i'm like oh, come on this is you yeah had, you had to spec this out a little bit yeah,
1: yeah so i harassed him all weekend about that but no it was, it's a great, great trailer
0: <laughs> let's talk about some people in barbecue who's impacted your life the most in competition barbecue
1: in competition barbecue i mean there's two guys that you know that have been you know that have impacted my life and the first guy is probably not well known his name's don Truckenbro. bro he's from here in uh omaha nebraska and he you know when i first got him it was like my second contest i was next to him at a contest and you know he made it look so effortless and i just kept going over and harassing him and next thing you know we just started talking and then a couple contests later just built and the guy helped me so much i mean just let me taste his food and kind of showed me things and he's the one that kind of jump started me and there's a lot of tricks and stuff i do to this day because of him and um he, he was very successful i mean he had he's got 10 12 gcs and i think he's he's placed top five of the jack twice and you know he's but he was probably the most impactful person and then of course Darren Darren you know I met Darren early on Um, Darren Worth uh, I bought his old trailer so it kind of brought me in got introduced me to him and then he's been so helpful in the restaurant and in competition barbecue that you know I can't thank him enough and between the two of those guys I wouldn't be where I am without him.
0: Yeah, it's good to have good mentors, especially when you're first starting out. That's so important to get out and meet people and not only just ask questions, but also just listen.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and the one thing, I mean, just Don at the beginning was just letting me taste his food, I think, uh, helped a ton. Because, you know, when you know, he's scoring consistently, you kind of can taste you know what, the tenderness is and what, the, you know, when you what the chew feels like, and what, you know, if he's using a lot of salt or how he's finishing it. And there was just a, a lot of stuff he didn't tell me, but just letting me taste his food early on because he didn't know me. He didn't know who I was. And he just kind of, he always talked to me at comps. He was really nice. And to this day, I still talk to him and still trying to get him to go out with me on a contest. But he <laughs> found grandkids and uh fishing was a lot more fun than competition barbecue.
0: <laughs> Sometimes that happens. <laughs> yeah go on a trip to Minnesota for a week and you're like, wow, I didn't really miss a competition this weekend. Oh, I know
1: that was the part that I, I told my wife, I was like, I don't know why Saturdays were so much fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's one thing that I've learned during quarantine is it's easy to get wrapped up in cooking every weekend and going and having fun, but it's also good to take a step back and see family and do stuff like that too.
1: Yeah. I, and you know, and not to get off a of competition barbecue, but I, 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 I think, I know it's going to sound crazy, but COVID has actually probably been good for a lot of people in America because there's been a lot of people that are actually talking to their family now and getting outside. I mean, more people are outdoors and more people are doing things with their family, which before everybody was in the hustle of work and phones and electronics. And I think it's kind of slowed everybody down and it's brought a lot of families back together, you know, that were kind of drifting apart. So like, in some ways it's been good, you know, you never want to say anything. that's killed so many people good, but I think it has been good for some families in america
0: right absolutely i would agree it's it's been good for me and kim you know we've spent a lot of time together and done some different stuff and just other projects i mean we just released a barbecue sauce you know shame shameless plug but you know i wouldn't have done that if i didn't have time to sit there and think about it and do it during quarantine you know it was a lot yeah of, I, mean, I think people were going to see a lot of different things come out of that oh for sure one of the one of the coolest things i think about you though is is your habits and your rituals and your oh, rituals God. and superstitions
1: <laughs> yeah, there's so many with me i know
0: <laughs> let's jump in <laughs> let's
1: where do we even start we start with the song or the socks or the shorts or the shirt or the
0: let's start with the song yeah <laughs>
1: yeah this weekend this weekend was so bad. I went back to straight 2016. I mean, I broke out the old playlists, let it go, started off at seven o'clock in the morning Perfect. and I belted the whole time. And Murphy was extremely happy the whole time I was singing it <laughs> <laughs> Either- <laughs> to the, and I broke the original 2016 game worn. I don't know. They've been washed red, white, and blue half whole socks. Oh, they had I had the same shirt I wore for every contest in 2016 on, and I had my Belichick sleeveless sweat hoodie on that I wore in 2016. They all stink very well. I was gonna put the shorts on, but ironically they don't fit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make that joke, but I didn't think it was it was nice.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah. we
0: covered we covered the song, we covered the clothing. Man, there's just a lot of things though, like I like putting cans, like beer cans, in Brad's drum. That's, like, one of my favorite things to do. (laughs)
1: You should have told me that last week.
0: Oh, that's a lucky thing. Like, lucky you'll put 10 beer cans in that right in the bottom of the can. So Brad has to fish out (laughs) the next day.
1: We were talking this weekend because in, I think it was 2017, no, 18, when Brad won team of the year. The first contest of the year was Denver. And our trailers were back to back to each other. And and we were just goofing off, typical Brad and I, and he's throwing stuff at me, I'm throwing stuff at him. So I took a whole handful of peanut M&M's when he was wrapping his pork. And a whole hand, I mean, there had to have been 10 of them flew in to one of his butts. (laughs) And he just wrapped it up and then uh, put it right back on the smoker. He won 80 first place pork that day. So he calls me that week and he goes, Hey, I didn't know exactly how many M&Ms made in that wrap because that's my new (laughs) wrap.
0: Yeah. What color were they? That's probably more important. Yeah.
1: So we were talking about this weekend. He goes, "I need to get back to peanut M and M's in my rap."
0: <laughs> so you listen to a lot of music when you cook?
1: Oh, I do. Yeah, and a, a, the widest variety of music that you've ever heard. I mean, we go from rap to journey to to. to I mean, it's just it's all over the board. Even yeah. got a little biggie in there for my buddy Luke.
0: That's perfect. That's exactly what we need. It's. I got into a little song battle in North Carolina a few weeks ago. Kim was outside running the drum and she's like, can you bring the speaker out here? And I was like, sure. The locals weren't too thrilled. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I was was thinking the same thing this weekend in Georgia.
0: Yeah. Some of that stuff doesn't play too well. No,
1: yeah. (laughs) There was a, I, I don't mean to keep telling you stories, but well, we were the first time I went to uh, Nashville was in uh, we did the barbecue cup. I was playing some uh, some hip hop music and they kept giving me shit about my music being too loud because it was a family event. And so I kept turning it down, turning it down, and finally they came over and says, "You can't turn this music up again. We're gonna have to turn your music off or kick you out." And I said, "Okay." So I turned the music off, and then later that night we were all going out drinking downtown after I won the contest. And this guy goes, so what'd you think of the contest? I said, everything was great, but this fucking asshole, oh, sorry, this no, a-hole, you can say this, a-hole this a-hole was being a dick and made me turn my music down. And the guy looked at me and goes, you know that was me, right? And that, that was the guy I was riding around with this weekend because after that, him and I became pretty good friends because it was the greatest story ever. I was sitting there calling this guy every name under the sun. And he was the guy I was telling you to. <laughs> It was so terrible. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, this weekend he was too down from me again. And
0: yeah, I don't think they, they'd take the biggie too much down on those parts. Nope. No, nope. the Tupac doesn't play well either. <laughs> I, found, I found that out. It didn't. Uh, no, it's a negative. So when you have a competition coming up, is your, is your week the same? Do you do everything the same day as you're getting ready? It's probably a little harder <laughs> with the restaurant.
1: I was about to say pre restaurant yes, man. I had a routine that was, you know, 16, 17, 18. I was the routine was, you know, chicken on Mondays. And it was the same thing every single. But now they own the restaurant. It's kind of like whatever I can get done on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'm praying praying on Thursday I can finish up before I go leave for the contest. Because <laughs> you never know at the restaurant how you know what what's gonna come at you. I mean, every day's different and you try to get as much done you know early on that way you're not scrambling at the end but it seems like i'm always scrambling now, right and it makes it a little harder
0: yeah it does and i found that out with my new life it's it's uh with the catering and the in the teaching and you know it's okay i would i would love to trim chicken on tuesday but if i've got a 30 person dinner it's just not going to happen you know Yes. Yeah. especially the one man show and so you just have to be adaptable. The,
1: the one thinking. thing that's good about the restaurant is though, is I've, I've trained my two pit masters and one of my pit masters is an ex competition guy. So he, uh, I got them down on picking out pork and ribs. So during when we kind of, when we know a contest is coming up, I got those guys sorting and they're pulling and usually get a pretty good stock that I go through. So it makes it a little easier.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Having access to that kind of. And spread probably is very helpful (laughs)
1: huge especially since i'm serving snake farms in my restaurant so you know you go through a couple hundred of those a week and you can you can usually find one that'll work at a contest
0: (laughs) one or two (laughs) (laughs)
1: just if i don't screw it up
0: (laughs) right what's missing from competition barbecue these days
1: i don't know man i just don't think there's that the old days i mean kind of like everyone would just get out and Move around and have fun. I just think it's very clicky these days, and it just seems like people kind of hang to their little groups. And I miss the old days of just everybody talking to everybody. We need more teddies out there, is what the problem is. Because Teddy is the social butterfly that brings everybody together. Yeah,
0: he's an amazing human. Oh God, and I think
1: I think that's what's wrong with competition barbecue. We just got to get out and mingle and and just realize, it's, you know, it's 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 about having fun, man.
0: One of the yeah. things we started doing on here, or this podcast uh we came up with the idea of having kim and leanne interview teammates and get their perspective on like their pit masters and their idiosyncrasies and stuff and one of the ones that's coming up soon is teddy
1: oh god <laughs> that'll wait. be the most viewed podcast you have in <laughs> history
0: i can't wait because it's just gonna be fascinating he's just an amazing person
1: <laughs> better get him early
0: in the morning I don't know, man. I kind of think late at night might be pretty good.
1: Yeah. At the Jack. Late at night, the Jack would be perfect. Free Teddy. Yeah. I'm still glad I didn't go on that walk.
0: <laughs> I just remembered looking at Facebook that day, going, whoa, what happened? Teddy. Yeah. Wait a minute. Teddy's still there. No good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just remember those two wandering off. They're like, you want to go walk with us? I'm like, "Eh, I don't know. And then they disappeared. And the next morning, Jeff comes and goes, have you seen Teddy? And right then, I'm like, oh, he's in jail. Because I don't know if you know this, but like 30 minutes before that, they almost took me.
0: Oh, no, I didn't know that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah. I was just walking down the street. And there was somebody whistle every time the cop come by. And he thought it was me. And I was just walking by this. I was over the international side. And the cop pulls up and started saying, he just gave me the boy. He, What are you drinking there? And I said, Jack and Coke. He goes, you know, this is a dry County. And I'm like, I thought if it's in a cup, you're fine. He goes, I don't know who told you that. And he had me go over his car and I started making jokes thinking I thought he was screwing me and I wasn't drunk at all. I only had three drinks. And I'm like, and the next thing you know, he's just maybe poured out. He's yelling at me. saying he's going to take me to jail. And I'm like, Jesus. And of course, that's the year that i forgot all my clothes so i only had a pair of overalls and a high-vis shirt that i bought at tractor supply so he could see me from anywhere in the contest i couldn't even hide from the guy <laughs> and
0: of course he couldn't have bought anything but a high-vis t-shirt
1: <laughs> yo so i don't i forgot all my clothes that year so Anella saves me and says i'll take you to town takes me to town we go to goodwill because i wanted to buy a three-piece suit because i just thought it would have been great to cook the jack in a suit the whole weekend but they didn't have anything in Super Fat, so our next best option was Tractor Supply. We go to Tractor Supply and 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 I drop trow and I got I walk out and she's like, "Oh my God, full bibs and a high vis shirt from Tractor Supply." And that's what I cooked in all weekend.
2: Oh my God!
0: Yes, yeah, classic, classic Blaine. We tried. I try to come up with a title for it. So I think I'm going to call this one "Story Time with Papa Blaine." <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it's that's how it is. I just free ball, man. <laughs> There's no barbecue here.
0: Just let it go. Let the big dog just eat. Let it go, baby.
1: It's <laughs> not enough people in barbecue letting it go. That's what's wrong with barbecue. <laughs>
0: you know, it, that's true, man. Like that one contest we cooked in Wisconsin when it was so muddy, and. No. Then, oh my gosh I've, that was the first time I ever cooked on a jambo and I'm walking around in like four inches of mud and then you just come running through the middle it's just power slide,
1: <laughs> power slide. <laughs> Sherry was going to me the whole weekend too she knew I'd do it
0: <laughs> power slide I'm like at least somebody's having fun in the mud <laughs>
1: oh yeah there's always something that's it and usually the best part of us when i get home from a contest my wife always says what did you do this weekend because <laughs> there's always a story she's like what did you do this weekend i said i was good this weekend and i said well there may have been an incident in bread shower
0: May <laughs> have been in a towel on the internet but yeah it's fine <laughs> no big deal nothing nobody's ever seen before
1: yeah it's a good thing i work for myself
0: when you're cooking do you get gut feelings that are different from what your normal process is where you, you're like, man, I might need to take this off now. and Or, you know, how do you relate to feelings like that when it pops up?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I do a lot. I mean, by the seat of my pants or by my gut, I'm when I'm cooking, I do a lot by feel touch. You know, if I see something, you know, basically, if, you know, if you get too much moisture in the air and you're getting too dark, I, I'll change things on the fly, including sauces, including seasonings. I mean, it drove Murphy nuts this weekend because I let him pick my pork rub. He's like, you're really going to, I said, yeah, here you go, Murph. Pick one out. I'll put it on there. He goes, are you serious? I said, yeah, I don't care. His head probably wanted
0: to explode.
1: Oh God. And then, (laughs) then him just watching how little I put in the wrap. I mean, it's just things like that. I think people get so caught up in the process and they don't realize if you just, you still got to cook it. You still got to, Get that teariness right, and at the end of the day, you you have to finish it. I mean, if you don't finish it, like we we're saying with the sauces and stuff, yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna score well. But yeah, no, I do a lot of gut instinct cooking. I mean, there's a lot of that. I'm not I'm not the the notes and process, and <laughs> I kind of suck at that. I mean, we're <laughs> still at the restaurant this week, and we're 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 almost three months into it, and I still don't have my strawmy recipe written down. They're like, could you please write it down? Because <laughs> I just I wing it every time. They're like, how do you get it the same? I'm like, I need to get it written down. I know. That's just me.
0: But I just like to adjust things. I like to tweak. I'm always tweaking. I can see the consternation on Murphy's face whenever you're like, pick a pork rub. Oh my god. What is... Yeah. Pick a pork rub. I'm surprised he didn't just say no. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, nowadays
1: there's so many... The rubs are all the same from... There ain't that much difference between all of them. You know, if you stay within a, you know, a flavor profile or a, you know, you're not so far off the, you know, the radar that you're picking Chipotle, cinnamon, apple, some craziness,
0: Yeah, but they're, they're all pretty close. Yeah. They're a lot of the same. Yeah. What's not the same though, is the uh, art of psyching out your competition and psychological warfare during your contest that's something you actively engage in
1: oh absolutely that's me with the the singing of let it go and just being a total idiot people are drinking 12 watermelon bombs they, they think I'm off my game but that's just me getting ready to drop the hammer I know I don't I like to I like to harass people too I mean you know you, you make them second guess what they're doing. Especially if somebody lets you taste taste something or look at something, you can always throw something at them.
0: <laughs> Make them think about it twice. That's
1: oh, two to three times.
0: Yeah, I had to tell people in North Carolina they were down there, and they're like, "Oh, I talked to Brad, and he said he had a terrible cook." And I said, "That means you're fucked." Sorry. Yeah,
1: that's you're one hundred percent accurate there. Either there's nobody's ever had a good cooking barbecue.
0: <laughs> right, and if Brad tells you he had a bad one. Yeah, you, you're probably losing. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, I want to thank you for being on here. Now we're on to my favorite part of the interview. Got some rapid-fire fun questions here at the end that I just really can't wait for you to answer.
1: I probably should have read through these. <laughs> this is,
0: and I probably should have told you, like, just scroll to the end and make sure you read the last six just so you're prepared. But, no, this will be fun either way. The first one's real fun because it's... What do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you? All the
1: negativity, man. Just attacks, attacks, and attacks. It just drives me nuts. I don't know why people think just everyone has to agree, and that just drives me nuts. I just wish people would just step back, breathe, and and not attack someone for what meat they're using or what process they're doing. or Just, just the overall attacks on social media drive me nuts
0: and i agree with you and you and i've talked about it before it doesn't even revolve around barbecue just anything. it's it's
1: everything every single thing on earth including you know obviously politics number one but just the fact that people can live on this this earth and we can have just dis- different opinions and be friends and have a conversation and talk through things you don't have to be so negative and hate and just drives me nuts
0: yep absolutely do you have a favorite favorite pre, during, or post competition meal?
1: Um, after competition, I love fried chicken, and I love uh, uh, I love me a Wendy's uh, what's the their shake? I love Frosty. Oh, Frosty. I'm a big Frosty fan after a contest. This weekend, I got me a an eight piece from uh, spicy from uh, Popeyes, and it made me happy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you put French fries in your Frosty?
1: No, but uh, I probably would. I just never eat french fries very often
0: oh the, the wendy's french fry while on its own kind of bland but if you dip it in the frosty and you get that sweet and that's very good
1: oh yeah my nephew's a big fan of that
0: <laughs> do you have a favorite present that you like to give to people
1: you know what? I don't, I, I need to get better at that. I don't give a ton of presents. I mean, I had a friend one time give me a pair of underwear that was probably the, one of the greatest things I've ever gotten barbecue. And I just got a package today from them.
0: <laughs> so did I. I'm very excited <laughs> yeah. about this one too. Yeah.
1: I just, I just, they should be giving you royalties is what they should be <laughs> doing. How many people you got addicted to those things?
0: It's insane. And then I have another group of friends who are like, Oh, you have to try these uh there's underwear called two under or something i'm like no i don't like that screen yeah <laughs> i have just
1: and now i the the the, the pajama pants are my favorite i oh. they're the best thing I, I was ever introduced to my wife got those for christmas one year
0: i need to. yeah i wear them constantly
1: <laughs> i wore my s'mores this weekend <laughs> did you cook in them no i should i thought about cooking in them but I just thought it might get a little weird. To listen to the music. I listen to cooking in s'mores
0: pajamas. <laughs> I have a pair of dark blue ones that I cook in now. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're fan. It's because then I can, if I get hot, I can pull up the legs. Yeah. And they just stay up above my knees, and it's like wearing a pair of shorts. It's fantastic.
1: It's nice because you got lots of room for activities inside your shorts. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. All right, yeah, those underwear are amazing. I, yeah, they should sponsor this podcast as well. I don't know
1: how they don't sponsor. I mean, honestly, dude, I know personally know of five people that just from me and Eric, and that just kind of branched off from us because we introduced because of you, not because of anybody else.
0: (laughs) They're just great. I keep I send them an email twice a year saying you should let me design a pair of barbecue underwear because they'll go like crazy. Yeah. Put jambos on it; it'd be amazing. They,
1: they, they should just have a, a one where you could just print your own. There's got to be a way for them to do it.
0: It'd be amazing.
1: Yes, imagine yeah. I put your face on my underwear. That'd be my new lucky underwear.
0: Imagine if I had <laughs> that just had 139 all over it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, everybody in barbecue had little goats with Darren's head on the goat.
0: Oh, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> What uh, what do you think are the biggest misconceptions about you?
1: Oh man, I don't know this one.
0: Uh, I don't think there are any, to be honest. With yeah, me. I
1: don't. I'm pretty open book, man. Everything's out there. I mean, I I'm I tell everybody how I feel. I live life pretty open, so there's not a. Yeah. I know there's some people that said they they thought I was a little unapproachable, which I don't think is true. I had a guy come up and say that, and I'm like, well, I'm always I always want to be approachable.
0: Yeah. Well, but it's also different. It depends on the context. Like, yeah, you know, when I met you, it was, it was 2016. It was the weekend after we had won world food and you were in the middle of your team of the year run. And I remember you came by on a golf cart. Uh, The people next to us were partying and I just wanted to go to bed. I was like, oh my God, that's, I think that's Blaine Hunter. Kim was like, "Were well, you gonna go over and talk?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, because he wants to cook just as much as I do, but I want to go to bed." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like when you're cooking 14 weekends in a row, like it's hard sometimes to be approachable. It, you know, you're just in a in, you're in a zone, and you're in the you know that's what you're there for. And I don't know if mm-hmm. I'll ever do that again, cook that many weekends in a row, but. It was fun to do once.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It was fun to do once. I don't know if I could do it
0: again. Especially with young kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, we should tell that story, too. What's your favorite barbecue moment ever? It's We'll see if it's one of mine.
1: Oh, My favorite barbe- barbecue moment, and I say this on every podcast, because people always assume
0: it's winning Team
1: of the Year, or winning the American Oil. And I never ask this Smoker. question.
0: I never ask this question because everybody asks this question, but I think the story you're about to tell, I was there, is that accurate? You
1: were 100% there because we were in Westmont, Illinois, 48 backyard teams. And my son competed in a rib and chicken contest and he got second in ribs and second in chicken and GC the contest. And it was hands down the coolest moment in barbecue.
0: It was for me, it was amazing. And it was also amazing watching all those guys carry out all their stuff. Just red ass to hell. I mean, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and i i don't know if you know this but
1: there was a guy afterwards that sent me a message on facebook saying that that i cooked the food for him and i 100 you were sitting there i didn't he he cooked food i did cut his ribs and i did help him uh pull his ribs off because i didn't want him to burn himself but other than that he he did 100 decided the seasoning the rubs the injection and the craziest thing is there's stuff he did of that that cook that i do this day like i always said you cannot inject the the through the top of your rib because it's going to it's going to leach out and it's going to mess with the integrity and next thing you know it's going to mess up your rib. and he just hammered away at the top of those ribs when he ejected them. and it didn't do any of that and i'm like jesus this whole time i was wrong that 11 year old kid teaching me how to cook i remember i know the funny had- thing about that is is we were just uh cleaning out a closet the other day my wife and i and we found this box and it had his his handwritten timeline from that contest and my wow. wife's getting it framed that's awesome
0: that's great. yeah i just remember he he had us all come in the trailer it was me you and darren and he gave us a piece of chicken and we we all ate it and we're like uh you might want to let gavin cook your chicken tomorrow <laughs> no shit and i guarantee it was better by chicken that weekend
1: <laughs> and he introduced me to a new sauce i never had on chicken because he, he he I let him pick the rubs and people back then were sending me stuff all the time, so I let him just go through it all. And of course, he always gravitates to Joe because he likes Joe more than his own dad, Pierce. So he <laughs> he always puts slaps on everything, but uh, he he put Daigle's uh, that garlic pecan barbecue sauce on his chicken, right. and I I I've ran ran it for like I don't know the last <laughs> ten comps I've been in because of him.
0: <laughs> That's just such a great story, and I'm glad that we got the. i'm I'm glad i remembered it right then because uh it's such a great day to see that and he cooked everything i mean it was yeah it was awesome
1: (laughs) and i actually i'm trying to because this weekend we were we were you know i was in georgia and the cross for me was that there was a high school team there were six kids there eight kids there i went over and talked to them and it was just fun to you know talk to them about barbecue and the passion they have for barbecue and how excited they were for the next day and get ready for the comp and they actually were in the backyard division and they won the pork category. Oh, cool. Which uh, was, was really cool. So I actually, yesterday I reached out to Anella to see, cause they've never cooked any briskets, but I think she's going to send them some briskets for them, the, the high school kids to, to cook and practice with and play around with. So yeah, it was just cool. fun to see them cooking. And I, I told my wife today, it'd be fun to get a, get Gavin's school together and see if we could get a team and maybe go compete at a couple of contests next year
0: we need younger people to get involved with this. You look around and you see, and we're still kind of the youngest. And yeah, we need that to change. We need some, some young people to get in there and bring, bring some excitement back.
1: Yeah, for sure. And all food sports. I mean, not just barbecue. I think you got to get that younger generation and we need younger generation just cooking, not just,
0: absolutely not
1: just barbecue. And I, cause I just worry that the future is going to be everything out of a, you know, processed food out of a microwave the rate we're going.
0: Like the Jetsons, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I feel we're going that way.
0: This is the one you should have read beforehand. Oh, God. (laughs) Boxes or briefs? If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, getting a message out to millions, what would it say and why? Well, it's ironic you say this because my my marketing
1: guy and I just talked about doing one. In my dream billboard, I mean, this is the funniest thing ever. So I, right outside of Kansas City, I want to put a billboard that says "220 miles north for Championship Barbecue." <laughs> so everybody leaves Kansas City on 29. There's a billboard there, and I wanted to say Porky Butts Barbecue, and then have me standing with my American Royal robe and crown on.
0: Great answer. And that's
1: the message I want everybody to see in Kansas City that there's real, there's real barbecue 200 miles north.
0: <laughs> Great answer! Wow.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, last question, and I'm scared of the answer of this one. What is an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love? Oh man,
1: <laughs> there's so many inappropriate things I could say here. one thing i love i love when people go cook with me new at a contest and i did it this weekend i'll load up on the beans lock the windows and just let it rip all the way to the contest (laughs) especially when their name is ryan murphy that's a bad habit i have and it's kind of starting to wear off with my kids now my son especially he's going to be in trouble and his mom if she comes in the room right now is going to be so pissed that i told you this
0: (laughs) oh i bet murphy was just losing it
1: Oh my God, he was, and and I kept telling him every time I did it, he, he was. I said I was just testing to make sure he didn't have coronavirus. <laughs> I was doing him a favor, and he did not appreciate that. You got to have him on
0: right away. <laughs> I do. It, he's on my list of people to get on here, and I think, I think I want this experience fresh in his mind.
1: <laughs> oh, you need them all because he. He honestly was like, he was having nightmares. And yes, he does snore, and I have video of it if you ever want to hear the audio.
0: Oh no, I'm good, man. I <laughs> snoring is uh our team our other teammate Leanne is a freight train. She's just the worst. <laughs> a one freight night, train. One night we were we the three of us shared a hotel room in Galax, Virginia. And it was like one in the morning and Kim and I are like sitting up in the bed, staring at the cot and just throwing anything that we can find coins. I think I threw a thermopen at her just like you have to stop, like you need to seek help. This is just bad.
1: <laughs> well, the, the first the first night we we all stayed together in the one room. And then from that point on, I went and got a, I went and got my own room. I couldn't take it anymore. And Murphy's like, did I snore? I go, why would you think that? Murphy goes, I woke up. And you had a pillow on each side of your head with your arms gripped around both of them. <laughs> yeah, it was a solid two and a half hours of sleep that I got.
0: I gotta have, oh. I gotta have Murphy on next week. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Blaine, tell people where they can find you out there, and if there's any uh partners or sponsors you'd like to hit, uh love to hear. Them.
1: Yeah, no, Porky Butts Barbecue. Uh, you can find us on the at www.porkybuttsbarbecue.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Porky Butts. And then if you're ever in Omaha, we're at a, just a one block north of 156 Maple in the northwest corner of Omaha, Nebraska. Sponsors, we got a pretty good partnership, you know, at the restaurant and in competition barbecue with Snaker Farms. They've always been taking care of us. And uh, since we teamed up with them at the restaurant, it's been, it's one that I, I don't think I ever shy away from because they put out a great product.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's great having you on, buddy, and it'll be good to see you here hopefully pretty soon.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I had a great time. This was uh, it was like st- Storytelling
0: 101. It's fantastic. <laughs> it, it it exceeded all expectations. <laughs> I think everybody will have a good time. Perfect. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. We will have another episode for you next week. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster and Old Virginia Smoke Podcast is edited by Chris Sedenka. Pitmaster and Old Virginia Smoke Podcast is a property of Old Virginia Smoke LLC, All rights reserved. Copyright
2: 2021.